You're listening to the Hero Up Podcast with Jim Simcoe. Thanks for being here today. Let's get rolling with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hero Up Podcast. This is Jim Simcoe and... Blake Eugene Bender. Blake Eugene I Bender, what's away. up? You took my thing. Oh my God. Get away from it. First of all, it seems like we haven't seen each other in a long time. So it's been, been way too long. Have you been crying yourself to sleep too? Every night. All right, good. Good to know. Good to know. So today's topic, which um, for those of you, uh, for, the, for both listeners, <laughs> mom, <laughs> for both moms listening today, um, we tend to do our topics the night before via text. Yeah. We tend to have some ideas and then we kind of just kind of roll with what we're going. So today is all about... It's hard to believe since we come up with such gold. Yeah, we, <laughs> it really is hard to believe. Um, today's topic is life lessons from TV shows, which... And movies. We, and movies, Which right. we just added a TV shows the, and movies. Recording. We made an executive decision about five seconds ago saying we would do movies. Yeah. So we're both thinking of movies in our head furiously as we're recording. Yep. Um... It's kind of a cool topic, right? I mean, it's like, you know, everybody, or at least I watch a decent amount of TV and and there's a lot of good stuff on there. I would I would be lying if I said I didn't watch a good amount of TV. I you know what though? Like I feel as though the human in the human experience, like stories and narratives and I guess movies and TV shows as an yeah. extension of those things are one of the very few things that we have for like trying to understand the world at kind of a safe distance because you can totally, you know, hear about what, what happened to someone else or in this circumstance and put yourself in these shoes and empathize and sometimes just zone out or have a good laugh. And, yeah. uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I think that, you know, it's life would be a lot duller without them. They definitely would be. And I would say, well, first of all, before we get into some of these shows, tell me top off the top of your head, Couple of your favorite movies, couple of your favorite TV shows. A couple of favorite movies and TV shows. Uh, TV shows, I and I have different qualifications for what makes a good television show for me. Um, and mood is very much a part of a part of that. I was going to um, say gratuitous sex scenes, but apparently not. Yeah, well, <laughs> Sorry about that. You don't with the internet nowadays. You, you good really point. Don't need t- television to satisfy that. You good know, point. That very very solid point. Um, with this in mind, uh, three that come to mind for me as a near adult would be I use that term loosely. <laughs> yes. um, Friday Night Lights, The Office, and Lost are all among oh, my, favorite, oh, oh, my favorite three of all time. Two of the three we're going to talk about today. Cool. Two of the three because Office and Friday Night Lights definitely for me. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Kind of some of those shows that you can go back and watch it time and time again and pick up right where you left off, or you know, mm-hmm. just feel like you you are immediately reintegrated into the story. Yep. Um, and you can't get that with everything. You can't. The um the girls were gone maybe a month and a half ago, two months ago. They were on like some weekend trip, and uh, that Saturday I had all these grand plans. To I was going to clean the garage. Nope. Paint a room. Nope. Uh, do all the dishes. Nope. Take the dogs for a long walk. <laughs> Screw those dogs. In, in, instead, I watched the entire. I watched season two of Friday Night Lights, Dang. which is twelve episodes. <laughs> oh so it was a commitment, and I yeah. started at two. Yeah. I would say this in my defense. I did go out for takeout at like six. And I was gone for half an hour. We got to get you on the latest apps and stuff. You don't even have to leave your couch nowadays for and food to come. It was, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. And then I went to bed at like midnight. It was, it was. I feel like I got so much done. I feel like emotionally. Yeah. By yeah. the end of that you're, time, you're, I was. You I was needed a bit that. Worked. May I share a similar story to that? Yes, please do. Um, when uh, I was, I'm 29 now. When I was probably 19, 20 years old. For the first time in my life, my wife and I, uh, girlfriend at the time 
didn't Hugs. have it didn't have a <laughs> didn't have a, a job during during school and we had this extra long winter break between semesters okay. in which we were transferring uh, from the community college program to the study abroad program so we had like two months off and again this was the only time since I was like 16 that I didn't have a yeah. job at the time since I was getting ready to to go abroad um, and oh my gosh I did nothing but what I did do is I watched all of lost like several seasons deep and my my uh my grandpa was in town from the east coast may he rest in peace uh and uh, prayers up grandpa (laughs) say hi to my grandma please yeah should be the one making uh, pierogies in heaven this is probably one of my my grandpa's most recent memories is my wife and i watching lost like seasons one through five every day back to back we'd We'd watch from like three in the afternoon until three in the morning, wake up at noon, <laughs> and then he'd come over and That's do it again. So great. And so she, his perception at the time was probably just like, what is wrong What's with the youth of America? <laughs> like these kids are going nowhere fast. This is why I don't live on Mars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and yet I feel as though that was some of the most exhilarating time of my life watching those, the, those episodes. You, because, it, because it was with your grandpa? No, my grandpa wasn't watching. He was he just saw that I was getting up at noon and watching until two AM. Oh, Jessica and I were watching. He was just thinking like what What's the world are these, these people doing? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Is there anything like is there this is a tangent. Grandparents are just so awesome all the time. Like they some just, of them. Yeah. I would say like <laughs> my grandparents have always been none of them are alive anymore, but like wait, let me make sure are any of them alive anymore? No, they're all gone. Yeah, that would be bad. That'd be bad of like, oh, yeah, they're all dead. And yeah. like, oh, wait, there's one not there yeah, who's still yeah, alive. Yeah. No, they're all he's, dead. He's watching us from behind the mirror. Yeah. But they're always just just awesome. It's good to have grandparents. Yeah, my grandmother was awesome. Anyway, all right. So back to our thing. Life lessons from TV shows. So mm. since we have similar shows, I'm going to read off a couple of my thoughts, and then I want to hear some of your thoughts on this. Okay. We'll talk about it. Because again, you know, my belief has always been you get your life lessons from the people around you, your work experiences, your family experiences. But a lot of times you can learn a lot of shit just from what you see on TV or what you read in a book. And I feel like there's so much you can learn about like not what not to do. And then there are a lot of things that you learn what to do. Mm-hmm. And while Friday Night Lights may not compare to Marcus Aurelius, my favorite writer don't, of all time. Don't know who that is. A stoic writer. Makes me sound smart when I say it too. Yeah, I'm almost positive I'm not pronouncing his name correctly either. Yeah, yeah. But I think you can learn a lot of that. So the first show, let's talk about Friday Night Lights. Tell everybody what Friday Night Lights is about. Uh, so Friday Night Lights is basically the uh, the television adaptation of it. Is yeah, the, not the movie, not the movie. We're not talking about not that. the book. There's also a book. Is the uh, no, that's a different different day. Are you eating mint right now? I am eating mint. Oh yeah, my! I'll try to do it very quietly. It comes in my coffee, and so like I don't want it to go bad. And he it literally so just took a mint leaf out of his coffee cup and started yeah, chowing it down. I'm I've never it. seen such a thing. Well, because you're doing, you're about to do a monologue, so I can get all five <laughs> yeah. of these pieces done. Oh go for gosh. it. Um, and I was thinking your breath was bad. So so thank goodness you're no, I never have bad breath and I don't have body odor. Two things. Wow. Just I cannot say the same for myself. Host of other problems. Okay. All right. Anyway, um, Friday Night Lights is basically the story of a town, a small Texas town where the town's central, one of their central focuses or tenants is based around their high school football team. Right. The team has very high expectations for the players and, and, uh, <laughs> Um, you know, many of which will go on to college, some of which have expectations of making it, making pro careers. Um, the primary characters are the, the coach and his wife. Right. Um, and trying to bring up their daughter, who's a high school freshman at the start of the show. Right. Um, 
in, in and she's not like you know really into the whole fi- high school football scene not at all and just how everything <clears throat> evolves around that and so you'll see you know some players are expe- expecting to again become a professional football player and they'll get a massive injury and it changes the very outcome of their life right some guys you know are put on a pedestal and and you know kind of a king of the high school but then they'll very much peak in high school and they have to figure out who they are at when light you know with life after football yeah or there's the kids who don't you know really fit into this world and maybe they're pretty bright and scholastically you know driven but they have to learn to survive in a world where it's dominated by you football. know yeah it's dominated by the the meathead and the jock who's your favorite character because uh, i have an i have an I idea it, in my head i think I, it you, i think you're gonna think it's uh tim riggins but i think i'm gonna yeah. go matt saracen on oh this my one god i mean Looks after his grandma can do yeah. no wrong. Yeah. I don't know. You got a bit of a man crush There's, on Matt Saracen. I see it. Who who can? How could you not? <sighs> yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Although I like Tim Riggins too. Tim Riggins is good. So yeah. one of the things I thought of the show when I think about the show and I've watched it so many times and I love everything about it. Like the you know the only bad thing about Friday Night Lights is that it ended. In my opinion, it's like I have something to add. Please when do. there was the writer strike in. 2006 ish or something like that. How do you remember one that? season ended really abruptly? Oh yeah, right. And they never tie. There's a few little strings that, that they, they never, never tied, tied up. Tied up. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what happened to the character Santiago on the show. I hope he's doing right. <laughs> Whatever happened to Santiago? Santiago was great. And I also want to uh, say I think it's absurd that we're discussing a television show and that happened in 2006. Oh, without a doubt, it is. And, and <laughs> so if you're listening right now, I want you to understand that you're not paying for the show, so <laughs> your expectations hopefully are low. <laughs> Very so low. Um, um, the first thing is. Embracing the role of the underdog. I think the life, one of the life lessons in this is er, so many of these characters have such challenges thrust upon them and they really become the underdog. And, you know, like with the first, in the first, in the first episode, the QB one quarterback one, the first guy goes down, um, gets hurt, actually gets par- paralyzed. And this other kid comes spoiler in. Alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert for those of you, I don't know, who haven't sat alert, through the first yeah. 20 minutes of the show. And then the new guy comes in, Saracen, your favorite guy, mm-hmm. comes in and he's thrown in, he's thrust into this role of now he's like on this huge stage yeah. to be the quarterback. And before he was just like a scrub who was never going to play. Happy to be in the background. Yeah. Right in the bench. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that the, what I, what I, one of the life lessons with, with this is like really being able to embrace that role of being the underdog and being okay with it and still being successful while you're doing it. Talk about that. Oh man. If well, I feel like you took all the good parts on that, but yeah. I, you know, I, if uh, anyone who's not seen the show is looking for, uh, a good character development show. This is, you know, definitely, definitely up there because just about every single one of the characters, if you like them in the beginning or can't stand them in the beginning, uh, you start to recognize that every person has some sort of battle or challenge that they're trying yeah. to take on. And while every single person's challenge is very different from one another, um, there are everyone struggling with something and trying to, you know, do the best they can with the the cards in their hand. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that you know this. Uh, is so you know critically acclaimed in a positive manner that because of the authentic way in which it portrays that, in which you yeah. do see parents who are just trying to do you know right by their daughter. There's a you know guys who are just trying to figure out women, and they don't figure yeah. that out in even manhood. I'm sure in adulthood, right. uh, the you know young young woman Tyra is a, another character in the show who's just trying to figure out how to be the first in her family to go to college and try to break yeah. away from this image of being like a 
a party girl and, and things and like daughter that. of a daughter or daughter or sister no. of a stripper sister of a stripper yeah <laughs> which sounds like a great rock song if you really yeah, think it, it does it sounds like a big cool sure. song and so yeah that was the big takeaway theme for me is just uh recognizing that everyone has shit that they're trying to like deal with and do the best they yeah. can and we don't always get it right and you know all you can really do is step up to the plate and have another go at it what do you think about um how is loyalty how does loyalty play out from a life lesson in this show I mean, I think it's it's definitely a central theme to it, whether it be through, you know, one of the characters uh, uh, sleeping with his best friend who's in a wheelchair's uh, girlfriend. girlfriend. <clears throat> um, you know, the, the coach takes a job at a college for, a, you know, at another team. Um, the coach also uh, chooses not to let the press know that one of the best players is taking steroids and, yeah. and Oof, you know, smash. basically is in a predicament where he's, uh, you know, putting his career on the line if this gets found out. Yeah. But he also is unwilling to compromise and letting the kid play, uh, you know, with steroids in his system. So benches him and despite public outcry from the town, yeah. all basically are saying like, no, like I'm not going to tell you and, and just demonstrates a, a level of loyalty to that kid in that moment. Yeah. That, like I think will probably stick with him for the rest of his yeah. life. At least even when I think about the scene, when, when smash the guy who was on steroids three years ago goes, goes to the coach and says, I got into college. And then the coach yeah. is like, Oh, like, okay, did you pack your bags and all that stuff? And he's like, stop coach. Like I'm trying to help you. I get chills thinking about it. Yeah. Ooh, you, think about, so great. Like, the, you know, a few people in your life have your back on that level. And that's a pretty cool thing to see. It's awesome. Like I, that's one of the things like, I think it's such a central theme to the show, but it's also, it's just awesome to witness it on that level. And I see like, not even just see like the loyalty that they show each other, but the loyalty that to themselves, like one of my biggest examples of loyalty for that show is when Riggins, who's sort of the good looking, super, yeah, brooding. Yeah. I wasn't going to say white trash. I was about to to try and compare him to myself, but not (laughs) since you said white trash, we won't, but yeah, white trash, good looking, brooding, kid who's been in all kinds of trouble um he is he ends up moving in with the coach for a little bit and so the coach is the coach's youngest daughter and and he, and him and riggins are at a party and this kid is like trying to hook up with the coach's daughter and then riggins steps in and is like look she's wasted and yeah like, she's hammered out basically yeah and and he goes over to the kid and he's like look if you touch her i'm like gonna kill you yeah and the kid just kind of I still remember the kid's name is Riley, meaning I've watched the show way too, much, too many times. So he tells Riley, like, you got to get the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes home. He brings her home because she's super hammered. He's putting her in her bed. And the coach walks in and it looks like he's making a – it looks like Riggins is making a move on coach's daughter. And he freaks out, kicks Riggins out of the house. Riggins has nowhere to go. And then it comes. he comes to find out later on that – Riggins was protecting his daughter mm-hmm. and what the, the loyalty piece that I love about that is like Riggins was so loyal to the daughter, but then also to who he was as a person, he wasn't going to sell someone out, sell someone out and because, actually made his life worse. Because in, in telling the coach that Julie was drunk, he would have thrown her under the bus. Cause he oh, didn't, yeah, he didn't know. Doubt. That's the, that's the point though is like, he yeah. didn't know that she was drunk and he would, she had he no wasn't, idea. he wasn't going to, you know, tell that to the girl's dad basically. Right. Yeah. And then he, and he, so but he got in huge trouble for it. He got in huge trouble. And then he also ends up being, vilified for it for a couple episodes and the yeah. coach just goes off on him for a couple episodes and he just takes all of he, it coach must have felt like a dick coach oh must have felt God. like a dick after that i mean that would be i just think that that's such a cool thing where like and that's such an element of this show is like you know people really not forgetting at their core who they actually are yeah and character is everything yeah and what i what i 
think one of the things I love about the show is like, it's very uh, similar to life in the sense that all these people have such great, I think they've got such great character, mm-hmm. but they're super flawed. Yeah. They all have big issues. Half of them are alcoholics. Half of them are like sleeping with different people or they've got, you know, they just have other issues, Yeah, but they're super loyal. It seems to be who their character is. And they always, even if they wander off, they end up coming Come back. back. Like the, your example of coach leaving to take another job, he comes back. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. What else? What else do you think about that show before we move on to? Are you looking ones? for another theme or? Yeah. What other like themes? Do, what other themes do you see in there? Oh man. Um, truly the biggest, the biggest one for me is just like that constant, like struggle to do better than your current situation. Yeah. The reason I had brought up Matt Saracen, who this character is the, becomes the starting quarterback after the, you know, the guy who's destined for the pros, you know, becomes paralyzed and Jason he's just, Street. Yeah. He's just thrust into the the limelight in this town where all they care about is football. Yeah. Now he's the, the starting quarterback. At the same time, he's the caretaker for his grandmother with Alzheimer's or with dementia or something like that. Yeah. And he's kind of floundering with uh, trying to hit on the coach's daughter and become, you know, has a relationship with her. Um, But you can just see that, like, there's just something very endearing and very real about those characters who are like, man, this kid is like dropping the ball (laughs) all over the place, left and right. The same way with uh, the character uh, named Landry, who's Matt's the QB's best friend. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he starts out as just kind of a side character or just like kind of off in the sidelines. But basically, Landry is one of my favorite storylines because he uh, he's basically in love with Tyra, who's the uh, stripper sister stripper sister. Yeah. And over the course of a couple of seasons, she he breaks her down to where they finally end up dating. Yeah. It's just like a cool storyline to see. Like, it's a great storyline. He's just fawning over her and, but she, you know, she's, and he gets her to see that she's not just a preface. Yeah. Totally, and that, totally. that scene where like they're at the dance and he's like, he goes over to her and like, look, you know, like you don't see it. I think you're beautiful. You're yeah, yeah. the guy you brought is some lunk, you know, some idiot jock who's puking his guts out. Cause he can't stay yeah. sober around you. Like that, I think that scene was so yeah. great when he's able to do that and, and say and that. Yet, and yet the the relationship, I think, is so uh, something that happens very frequently where he's basically friend-zoned and he gets yeah. to hang around Tyra, who he's in love with, yep. um, kind of because he's a re- resource to help her in class and school. And right. she's trying to leverage you know, his attraction to her to help her you know, yeah, get, to get better grades yeah. and things like that. And he just endears himself over time and, and – uh, and yet what most impresses me, me with him is his willingness to stand up for himself because like yeah. to her, because I think there's so many people who like would be friend zoned and never step outside of that. And, yep. and uh, <laughs> I think it just takes, he takes a chance. He just takes, yeah, it takes guts to, you know, come up and say like, Hey, I'm not having this shit. Like, yeah, I know you're using me. So either like we're going to be in a relationship and date or like this needs to end. Yeah. And yeah that's yeah. pretty cool to see. It is cool to see people, how they, how they, do stand up for themselves at different points in the show and how they all end up. They all kind of get to a breaking point and then they're like, and some of them don't, some of them, some of them fail, but like, I'm sure you watch the later episodes with Vince, mm-hmm. the quarterback who, and you know, th- like kind of a kid from the streets who wasn't going to be able to go anywhere, but great athlete and what yeah. he ends up doing and different things. He comes in and the one episode where, or after a couple episodes, he's sort of losing his way. He's becoming super egotistical because he's doing really well. Mm-hmm. And then the coach benches him and he doesn't understand why because he's the best player on the team. And then eventually he comes in with the with the quarterback jersey that they use specially for quarterbacks during practice. And he puts it on the coach's desk and he says, 
you, you know, basically says, you keep this, I'm going to earn it back. I'm going to yeah. earn back your trust. And he just kind of like, you see like him go from the metamorphosis of like, you know, too good, too cool for school. And then all of a sudden he's like, it flips in him and he's like, no, I got to go earn it. And I yeah. think it's such a cool theme in all, in the whole show is like, you see so many different people trying to earn it, whether it's Tyra trying to get to an education, you know, Saracen just trying to live up to himself and just different things. Totally. Yeah. Pretty cool. Anyway, we could talk about that forever, but let's switch to, yeah. um, you ever watch Entourage? I did watch Honorage. It's been a it's been a number of years, but I think I'll still remember uh, pretty okay. a lot of key points on it. So Entourage. One of the big things I loved about Entourage is you get an ex- you get you see two guys. You want to talk about what the show is? I was just going to ask if, for you to fill in the blank on okay, what the show is. So the show is about uh, a guy from New York, Vincent Chase. He goes out to the West Coast to become an actor, ends up becoming an actor, becomes super famous, and he's got a group of friends around him all the time, and he's got an agent. They're his honorage. They're That's his the honorage. name of the show. And it's basically based on like the Mark, uh, Marky, Mark, Mark, Marky Mark's life yeah. is what the concept is. He's now known uh, as Mark Wahlberg it is, among is now, millennials. Right. But uh, God, you're a millennial, right? Yeah. Jesus, that's crazy. This just hit me. But – so it's just really cool show because you see like all the stuff that's happening in Hollywood. And then you see this guy, Vince, who's like this lovable dude who's just kind of clueless, but you know, decent actor. And he's got this hard charging attorney, Ari, who I love. Like I love Ari. I think mm-hmm. Ari is great. But so one of the lessons I think from Entourage is really is to stop worrying about what are the people, what other people think. Right. So like they're in Hollywood. Vince is kind of oblivious to what's going on on around him. He's not, he doesn't really get phased by, People who are giving him bad reviews, he's not really like worried yeah. too much about how he looks. He's worried about like hanging out with his friends. And Ari, I think, is like that too. Like he's just kind of like he's this hard charging agent in these you know two thousand dollars suits, and he's got two phones, and they're always ringing, and he's you know swearing up and down in his office and hanging up on people, and his blood pressure is you know probably yeah two hundred over a hundred. But yeah, but I just think it's cool to see that example of peop- two people who are co- you know completely don't care what anyone else thinks, and they just exhibit it in different ways what do you think yeah i uh you know the the story of honorage to me is definitely one that is you know just a a reflection of the the friendship of these people that were founded long before fame and money and all that stuff got got in the the mix and they're kind of struggling between you know leaving this crazy lifestyle where they have all those things and still trying to be authentic to growing up in Brooklyn or whatever, you know, wherever they kind of came from Queens, um, Queens. That was, that's right. Um, and so you just like, you kind of get to see every different type of person that lives in, in Hollywood or lives in that, you know, kind of world world of movies and things like that. Um, honestly, one of the themes is like, talent will probably take you a long ways. And the, I mean, the, because the basically like yeah. Vince is really good looking and he doesn't seem to have to work for that much. And right. he's kind of just outsourced the worrying to all of the other people <laughs> around him. Like he's, he's outsourced that to his, his yeah. agent. Uh, That's so funny. You say it that way. Cause it's so true. Like he just like, it's just not on his radar. He's like, I'm yeah, just not going to yeah. do that part of life. And, and somebody, it needs to be, you know, it needs to be prevalent for somebody in his inner circle who's like yeah. worrying about him and caring caring for him. But it definitely e. allows him to. Eric does. Yeah, it. Yeah, and Eric is his best friend and becomes his manager over the course of yeah. the show. Right. It's kind of similar to your and Eric's relationship. He's my manager. Or am I his manager? <laughs> no, you outsource the worrying to him. Oh, I outsource the worrying <laughs> to him. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, the other thing, the other one before we go into the next show is um, 
money and fame aren't everything. Mm-hmm. There's a, you know, there's a couple times during the show, like so these guys are driving, you know, Lamborghinis and great cars and they've got, you know, they've got a ton of people looking after them. They have a ton of money. There's one scene in one show where they all go out and then Vince ends up hooking up with like somebody, you know, in the, in a bar or whatever. And at the end of the show, Eric goes and they all live in the same house. Eric goes to his girlfriend's house. Turtle goes to his girlfriend's house. Uh, Johnny goes, I don't know where, where Johnny goes, but he goes somewhere. And Vince comes home all alone and he's in the house by himself <laughs> and it's like dark and there's that song. And I don't know who sings it, but it says, it goes, and I'm a lucky man. And that, that song is playing and he's just, he looks around the room and he just kind of walks upstairs and the show ends. And it's kind of interesting. Cause it was like, he's got all this money. He's got all this fame. He's got everything, yeah. but he's all alone in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it just is a interesting juxtaposition on where he was earlier in the night when he was surrounded with his friends and really who his family are. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. it just, I, I, that's probably one of my favorite scenes. And one of the most, what I think is <clears throat> one of the most powerful scenes in that show is that just showing that like, you know, money and fame and that sort of thing isn't everything. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? That, that was, I just, yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm just here. I'm just he, Blake here. is just looking at me with his deep blue eyes. Just like, <laughs> like, Hey dude, that's what I got. <laughs> Can I have any of that mint? Nope. Not anymore. <laughs> mint is gone. All right. So that's entourage. Yeah. Next show. You better be thinking about some movies too. Next show. The office. Uh, this one's my fa- one of my favorites. This one's the best. So, so the, the best. Office is my favorite show. If ever, like, you just had kind of a down day or something like that, and you just want something slightly pleasant to bring you up, you don't have to know what's going on in the storyline. In fact, if you've seen it eight thousand times, like Jim and I have, mm-hmm. then you know exactly where it is within thirty seconds of the scene. Yep. Um, and uh, it's just very familiar. Like uh, I, I even like remember re- re- reading that about the show in that. People on average find the show The Office funnier than other shows because the setting is so predictable and expected and everyone yeah. knows that beige room and all the desks in that fashion. Yep. Um, and so you, it just becomes this very great character development. Yeah. If you're living in an, under a rock and you don't know what the show is about, it is basically this uh, this office office environment, which is as dull as can be. They live in uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Scranton, Pennsylvania. Where so, my aunt lives. So beautiful there this time it's really not i always thought it was a fake town it's a Mm -hmm. real place huh in pennsylvania yeah yeah it's disgusting um (laughs) no offense i love uh, my aunt she's my favorite aunt yeah hi auntie uh, maria so in any in any case it it basically just creates a really good opportunity for different characters to develop a lot of the storylines are very humorous uh you know like co-workers pranking other co-workers and this person being annoying in the way that you know, only is annoying if it's somebody you spend a thousand hours around because you're all yeah. doing the same monotonous <clears throat> tasks. Yeah. Um, but then it also uh, creates some really cool stories of, you know, relationships forming and this yeah. person's in love with their coworker and they want to uh, profess their love. But what's, your, what's your favorite storyline? Um, yeah, I mean, easily it's Jim and Pam. And I yeah. think everyone is in the beginning stages. As as it goes on, I really love the, the character development of Michael, who's probably the you know the main character. The, yeah. The, oh yeah. Uh, Michael's played by what's the name of the very uh, famous actor? Steve Carell. I was going to say Steve I, Irwin, but that's not I, him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steve Carell, obviously super famous uh, actor and probably famous for the for his role in The Office. Who's probably listening right now? Yeah. Hey, Steve, what's up? <laughs> Steve, we should get, grab lunch one. Of these we days. really should. Come I'll see if I have us. time in my schedule. Yeah. We'll see if we can fit you in. <laughs> um, but in any in any case, I I really love in that show that 
Michael is such an annoyance and such a burden to everyone he's a, who's around him. 100%. And yet he's just so endearing over the course of the show. And like as agitating as he is, he's just the most lovable, you know, character. I've, he's the puppy dog. He's, he's on the he rock. It's exactly he what he is. And he can only do harm. Um, and yet you would have him around every day of the week just for entertainment value. Yeah. Without um, and he's he just somebody who's who like really, really means well. And I think that if – you know, you're the type of person who in meaning well does harm. Like that's a much better person to have in your life than it is to have the, the person yeah. who's, uh, he know. serves a purpose. I mean, I think on that show, he's, it's just a, such a microcosm of life and you always have, you're doing something really weird with the microphone. I don't know. You know Sorry. Right? You're like circling OCD. Around. No, it's fine. It's like, <laughs> I don't know if Blake was trying to hypnotize me or something. Yeah. <laughs> he's a guy. He's already looking at me with his deep blue eyes. Um, but he's no serves a purpose, right? Because he's like, everyone has somebody like that. There's always somebody who's like, moderately annoying yet you love them like you can't if you don't if you don't know who that person is it's you <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> blake's looking at me and pointing yeah. at me so i'm not sure if i'm his person but but yeah he's awesome yeah you know and just the the ability one of the things that probably the life one of the lessons i love about him is is that he is who he is yeah right like he is not fucking around he is unapologetically michael yeah like you're never you never have to worry about like, oh, is he acting a certain way for me? Or is he doing something certain for me? It just, that's who he is. Yeah. And I think that that's so refreshing in the world because so few people are like that, right? Like so few people are actually truly them. I think you are actually the rare case where you're actually truly who you are, which is really cool. But like a lot of people. I clearly, I fooled him. <laughs> clearly. But I think that's such a cool thing about him. Yeah. That's a great lesson is like being who you are, regardless of who you are. Or in spite of who you in are. Yeah, it's kind of cool, right? Like, Even if you're a shitball. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Jim and Pam. What's the lesson? So that that storyline is basically Pam is the receptionist. Jim is probably in his late 20s. He's uh, a good-looking guy in the paper show. Paper salesman. He's the the good-looking, lovable guy, stand-up dude who's like knows that, you know, oh my goodness, the ridiculousness of me uh, – living my life selling paper and like that's what my life is. So he makes light of it by yeah. trying to entertain him and those around him. And, and Pam's uh, engaged. And Pam is engaged to uh, an employee at the – the who works downstairs what in a warehouse. Uh, gosh. Um, Kurt. No. no. Roy. Roy, yeah. Roy. So she, and, and Roy, her fiance, not a, ba- not a bad dude. Just ex-jock. Just not – yeah, just ex-jock, not really like – not, not what she not, needs. Yeah, not what she needs. And so meanwhile, Pam and Jim have this very close friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jim has just been in love with Pam, you know, since day one, evidently. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of see it under the, you know, like on the on the DL. But yeah. uh, ultimately that builds in the storyline in their, their kind of closeness builds. And he professes his love. And she just says, I can't and turns him down. And so he moves away to a different, um, different branch, branch of the office. Yep. Um, and eventually, you know, she, of course, breaks it off with her fiance and they still can't make it work. And several seasons into the show, they end up, you know, working it out and they're, they're together. And it's a yeah. beautiful, happy moment. And, it is so you great. Know, all's right in the world. But it's definitely one of my favorite, uh, like, uh, relationships or romances in any film or movie. Can you think of any others that are up there for like favorite movie show romances or anything? The only one that I think even comes anywhere remotely close to it is the one from Goodwill Hunting. That's a good one. That's literally the only yeah, one yeah. because the Jim and Pam one, I think there's so many lessons in that in terms of like, like 
this guy knows what he wants. Yeah. And he really wants to be in a relationship with Pam. He's in love with her. Yet it makes no sense because she's engaged to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so he just, he doesn't let the dream die. He won't believe, you know, he won't let go of the dream. And eventually the dream just comes true for him. Yeah. And I think it's so, I think if more people actually followed what their actual heart was, like he can't help but follow what his heart is. Mm -hmm. And that's the part I think I like the most about it and gives me the chills when I think about it is like, he's just in love with her and like nothing, there's no way around it. It's kind of like, I remember like, I've talked about this before, like when I met Kel for the first time, because unlike you, I didn't have the benefit of like going to school with my wife, getting to know on friendship basis or any of that. Yeah. I was in love with my wife for several years before we ever dated. Yeah, I know. I've heard that story. We're going to talk about that on a different podcast because that's some, you missed some big clues. (laughs) But, but like when I first met, like first time I went out with Kelly, I was, you know, like I've said before, like I walked out of her house and I, I couldn't imagine not marrying her Mm -hmm. or not being with her forever. And I think that's very similar to this story like yeah. he just had it like he had these insane unsurmountable obstacles in his path and he still made it through yeah and, and i would say that my probably my one of my all-time favorite scenes in anything movie uh tv book whatever is when in the office you know when they're doing those interviews mm-hmm. and pam is getting interviewed and she says you know it didn't work with jim like uh, you know he liked me. I was engaged with Roy. Then I liked him, but then he was with Karen yeah. and then he moved to da, 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 and he just came back. So I don't think it's going to work out. And, and she's just sitting there facing the camera and then Jim pops his head in and he's like, Pam, would you like to have dinner tonight? And she's like, yes. She's goes, all like flushing the yeah, face. She's all flushed. Like, I'm right. actually getting nervous. I'm saying it. And he goes, he goes, good. It's a date. And then he walks out and her face just explodes. Yeah. And like, you know, gigantic. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So it's so it's, much you can learn. It's one of those things though, that like, it doesn't, it doesn't do it justice, like having a conversation about it totally. because one of the beautiful things about a show like The Office in which it has several seasons in which you like, and the beauty of the show in general is just that it's such like the day-to-day monotonies of real life. And you see, you know, every time Jim looks at her and, and like yeah. the, diff, the small little nuances that I think jokes. are just like so relatable. And even like as great of a show as like, or a movie Goodwill Hunting was for, for me, the, uh, kind of build up of that relationship. It, it there's very few things uh, like it that I can recall. Yeah, because of the level of relatableness. Because everyone you know was in love with someone in school or somebody that you saw on a regular basis. Yeah, and, totally. and uh, <clears throat> you know didn't didn't ask out or whatever the case may be. And I think that's like in probably in so many people's you know romantic lives, especially yeah. in their youth. Um, those are the types of interactions that people have or like the, you know, or the, the types of relationships where one person's love the other timing's not right or whatever. And so you just see that, you know, individual kind of fawning over them. And so yeah. it's so, so inc- incredibly relatable. Yeah. Um, and the show captures that side of things in a, a pretty cool, cool way. I think the other thing I like, and, and um, we actually have to start class pretty soon. So yeah. we're, well, this is going to end up being a two part part, two part podcast, but um Along those points, I think one of the things I learned from the show after watching it so many times mm-hmm. and seeing it is like just seeing the beauty in everyday life, in the monotony of everyday life and just yeah. certain things like seeing Kevin stumble with a freaking, you know, a drawer or something like that or seeing how much, what's her name, Angela loves her cats. It's just like, yeah. just like these little beautiful moments that you, that if you are willing to be awoken to them or be yeah. willing to see him, you see him. And I, it reminds me that like, 
how many of those things happen to me during my life that I just miss because I'm too busy or I'm not paying attention or yeah. whatever. And then like, you know, like how, how much cooler would life be if I'm catching all those things and seeing so, those things? Can I, can I share a scene that I think really captures that idea there? Yeah, of course. Uh, so one of the, the, you know, best features, I think, or characteristics of Michael, who's the manager at the office and played by Steve Carell. Um, one of his main, not Steve main yeah, not Steve Irwin. May he rest in peace as well. May he rest in peace. Um, is just like he does see kind of the beauty in those basic things. And, and <laughs> yes. uh, so within that, uh, <laughs> the basic scene is that Pam is, uh, she's kind of an artist and she's want, she's trying to, you know, pour herself into that and kind of step up her game and make her life feel more meaningable because she's the receptionist at the office. And so she she enters into this art gallery or she goes into this art show in which she sub- submits her art. And it's just literally a picture of Dunder Mifflin, which is the company's right. branch. And it's just like the, you know, the, the sidewalk and the street and the, right, the office right, right. building and all that stuff. And it's just a very like realistic perception of what it is and her boyfriend Roy who's again the kind of jock or fiance jock meathead he's a dumb fuck he he shows up and he's like he's like oh like it's so like it's great like you know okay I, I you know I came I'm here yeah, nobody, like he nobody, wants credit for it he wants credit for it yeah absolutely and <clears throat> she's like okay well like you obviously did your part like you can go home or whatever and she's not making a big fuss but you can see that she's really kind of disappointed because she invited all of her friends at the office. She hoped that they'd, you know, see the beauty in what she was doing. Yeah. Um, and then Michael stumbles into the show or whatever. And she had no expectation that Michael's going to be there. Right. And he looks at this photo of, of you know, the the building on the, you know, the Dunder Mifflin, Mifflin building. And he's just like, you painted that? Like, oh, my God. Like, it's not – I think he even says uh, – it's it's not traced like like how like how, how amazing and then his reaction is like how much and she's like you want to buy it? he's like of course like i, of have, course to, I, I have to I buy have it to for buy the it office, for the office how much and she's just like so blown away even though yeah. she knows that michael's just this big it bumbling idiot or whatever it's still and so she's awesome like, she's so touched because of the authenticity with which she's like so awestruck by, by this like plain jane picture of the office building that she drew freehand or whatever that's so and I just great think it's like a like you know that's a that's a good thing for the world to have and and you know for for like i had already said earlier people that can't get out of their own way i don't think they're the problem with this world they're you know hopefully able to see the subtle beauty of it. And, and Michael Scott sure can. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's such a good story. We're going to end the podcast here. Cause that's so great that, uh, I love that about that. Yeah. I love that about him. And I think it's, yeah, we're going to end right here because I think that's a great lesson is we is, love your world. We love you world. Thank you very much. We're going to continue this next time. We're going to talk about movies, a couple life lessons from movies. Very cool. All right. Thanks guys. Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast today. Really appreciate you guys listening in. If you like what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. And you can always check us out online at heroupmedia.com, heroupmedia.com. Talk to you guys soon.